Hello, welcome to Books Are the New Rich. I am your host, April Sharice, and today I have the pleasure of taking space with the amazing Genesis Amaris Kemp. We will be discussing her amazing book called Chocolate Drop in America. It is a really great read for those interested in how to have diversity and inclusion in a corporate setting. Genesis, thank you for being with us today. Um, to get started, if you would please let the listeners know exactly how have you stayed focused throughout the years and throughout the pandemic? It's by, you know, sharing my story and being unapologetically me because I feel like if I don't share my story and if I don't keep the momentum going, people are going to probably wonder, okay, who is, who is Genesis, you know? So that's, that's one area that I focus on. Another area that has um, kept me focused is legacy. And whenever I think about legacy, what that looks like for me, and it's to have a book on the market, but to have that book travel around the world. And in order for your book to travel around the world, you have to be present in the moment and you have to continually share your story because you don't want to just put your book out there and all of a sudden everything just stops. Right, right. Exactly. Did you find any, if you had to share this tidbit, one resource that is, has proven to be the most valuable in your efforts this year and that you plan to use going forward, what would it be? Definitely my phone. Oh. <laughs> everyone has their phone at their fingertips. So I feel like just being able to access the internet, being able to access my notes quickly. So if a thought pops up in my head, I like to write it down because that's my way of holding myself accountable. Another thing, um, resource that I use is, you know, the old old fashioned pen and paper. Like I'm a writer, I'm a writer by, you know, by nature. So I definitely believe like having that, that tangible um, pen and paper in front of you, yeah. keeps you keeps you accountable. And not only when you write things down, it helps you look forward to what you envision. Yes, I agree. I agree. I know in the age of technology, it's so much easier to, you know, speak um, to text um, anything that you're working on, but nothing beats the old fashioned way, like you said, of writing it down. It just seems like it really helps to for you to retain it. And, you know, you can always go back and edit it. And so I just love the old fashioned way. So I'm glad that you mentioned that tonight. So we know that during this time, everybody has seen a lot of changes in their employment, um, you know, from having to work remotely or having to have, um, you know, hybrid um, work schedule, where sometimes they'd have, have to go into the office and sometimes they wouldn't. Do you have conversations with people or, um, throughout the past few months who are still finding um, struggles, even though they're working from home in terms of their corporate position? Do. So some of my colleagues that were on my team We've talked about it a few times because since my dad got sick back in May, I, I didn't go into the office since the COVID thing happened in March where it was really picking up. I haven't been, been into the office since then. And I told people, if you're going to be working from home, you definitely have to find a balance and you have to have some type of structure so you're not getting too lax because you're still getting paid to do a job. So you need to make sure the base, the basis of your job is being covered, whether or not you're in the office or at home. That's really good. That's really good. Because I know, like you said, it's so easy to just fall into um, the comforts of your home. Um, 
Um, and it does, you begin to lose a little bit of that professionalism because you're home. Um, so those, those are really great tips for anyone, whether you work in corporate or not, um, or even if you're just an entrepreneur and a creative yourself, you know, these are some tips that you should definitely keep with you because it's going to <laughs> carry you further in the long run. Yes. And another thing I would add to April is make sure that you schedule things on your calendar because once it's on your calendar, it helps keep you accountable and on track. That's true. That is definitely true. What is your favorite app that you use in terms of calendar? Is it Gmail or is it a different app? <laughs> definitely Gmail because it syncs across the board. Yeah. And I was trying to get into Calendly. I think that's how you say it. Uh -huh. But I totally like forget to schedule my own stuff on, cal on Calendly. So I was like, okay, I prefer when I'm doing stuff like in a collaboration, like if other people send me their Calendly, then I sync that with my Gmail. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Calendly does make it very easy. I do use both <laughs> um, as well, Calendly, as well as um, the Gmail app. But I love the simplicity of Calendly and I'm still learning, but I love the simplicity <laughs> of it and how it does sync everything with, you know, Gmail. I'm, I should probably find out if it kind of integrates with other calendar apps as well, just in case, but I know it, it does wonders for me for Gmail. So I'm glad to know that. Um, if there was someone else who was new to the workforce in corporate America, what would you share with them if you had an opportunity to kind of be a part of their onboarding process? I would definitely encourage them to learn the ins and outs about the company. Don't allow anyone to place limitations on you. Make sure you're willing to overcome barriers and be your own advocate, especially when you're working in a corporate sector. I feel like sometimes they want you to be a certain way and that way may not necessarily align with your morals and values. So sometimes when we're, you know, fresh meat to a company, we try to appease other people, but then in the process, we, we end up losing ourselves. Yeah, yeah, definitely agree. Those are really great tips. Um, I think that that's something that we probably should consider having, you know, for new people when they're coming on, because you feel once you start, you know, you get so much information thrown at you at once. Um, you know, once you're first starting at a corporate position, it's sometimes you do need a friendly face or some friendly advice to kind of explain to you what you need to take away first, um, you know, before or as you're getting uh, familiar with some of the other functions and systems of the company. Is this something that you offer on the side? It's something that I may look into, <laughs> especially because I will definitely be pivoting in February because I was just told on Tuesday that my company is laying me off after seven and a half years. So <laughs> I am definitely, you know, looking forward to new opportunities and I definitely want to help other people navigate, you know, the beast of corporate America because if you really don't know the games or if you really don't want to play politics, then <laughs> it's either you're going to sink or you're going to swim. But I definitely want to encourage people out there who are listening that no matter what the company says about you, that doesn't mean that, you know, that that is defining you or you have to remain in confinement. Yeah, perfect. And for those listeners who are just joining us, um, I want to have you explain a little bit about your book again, just so that they can know exactly um, what you're offering and what your content is about. So my book, Chocolate Drop in Corporate America, From the Pit to the Palace, despite the name being controversial, the book is really, you know, a glimpse of what inclusion and diversity should be like. It will inspire, motivate, and encourage you to overcome the fear that you may have.
have. And when I say fear, I, I consider fear as false evidence appearing real. And it will unlock, unlock some key tools that you need to step outside of your comfort zone. It will push you to want to speak up and advocate for yourself, especially if you have been in a position where you know that you have been there way too long. You have proven yourself time and time again, and you definitely want to accelerate with the company, but you're not just, you're not getting the opportunities to. So I would tell them, I encourage people, don't just sit back and just take what they're, what they tell you, but push, push until you see something happen in your mm -hmm. favor. And there is a way you can go about doing that respectfully. I also talk about my trials and tribulations that I encountered while working for this particular oil and gas company for the past uh, seven years. It'll be seven and a half years whenever um, I leave in February after the layoff. But I got to where I am by really, you know, advocating for myself and taking matters into my own hands and really learning about what the company had to offer. And that's when I found out about tuition reimbursement. I started networking outside of my group because it's, it's not important about uh, who, who you know, but who knows you is important as well because who knows you can also vouch for you. Right, right. That's mm -hmm. true. And I have a reflection section in the book because I think reflection is so important as well as feedback because feedback is a gift and that helps you um, become a better person. So at the end of the book, there's a reflection quote section where it will give the reader some time to reflect on some quotes that I came up with. And I hope it encourages them to create their own reflection as well. And then I have a discovery exercise in the book um, that's titled, Who Am I? Because so many times in life, I find I find that people always ask you, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? But they never even take time to ask you, who do you want to be when you grow up? And I think the who is more profound than the what. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah, they always, I always hear that quote that was like, you know, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. So that is, that is definitely true. Just making sure, you know, you have the right energies and the right people around you and the people who can really help influence your career um, in whatever industry that is, just making sure you're well connected. So that's really great. And sticking with the publishing of your book, what was your journey like? Um, did you go the traditional route to publish or did you self-publish? I went the traditional route and I actually ended up getting free publishing because at the time when I was thinking about writing my book, I really didn't know how to go about, go about it, but I ran into another author and she gave me her publisher's information and it just so happened that the timing was just so, so epic that her publisher was running a competition for new authors and I entered and won first place. Oh, wow. Wow. So what author did that entail? Did you have to submit or did you submit information on the, on your current book that you have published now? Yes, I did. I submitted um, the few sentences. Well, maybe I think it was, it turned into a paragraph or two. I submitted uh, the, the paragraph or two. So I had to elaborate on the three sentences that, that I originally wrote down. I ended up writing my whole book after that, after I had one and I designed the cover of my book myself. So I told them what I wanted the cover to look like. And I submitted that to a graphic artist who worked with me on perfecting the cover because I definitely wanted the cover to represent inclusion and diversity. So if you look at the front of my book, you'll see the background is blue, but there's a world in the background to let people know that these issues don't just happen in America, but they can happen worldwide. And then as far as industry professionals, I have someone in the construction industry, someone in the medical industry, um, finance and so forth, because I want to let people know that, you know, systemic, systemic racism, as well as systemic issues happen in all industries across the board. But it's just, it's important for us to, you know, be present and talk about the struggles that we 
gendered and come together as a society. Yeah, yeah. that's great. So you guys really co- did collectively put some thought into um, the cover artwork or was it all your input? It was definitely all my input. Okay, that's great. Because I think a lot of times, especially with some of the books coming out now that I've noticed is that some of the cover art is very generic. And I know, you know, people buy things that they're drawn to. So it's really great to hear that, you know, you put some thought into it and you want it to resonate with a broad audience and, you know, instead of just a selective one. So I'm really, really glad to hear that. For an author who has already published the book, they're listening now, they're taking some of your marketing tidbits away. They may be looking to get featured on some sites. And I know that this is something that you have already done. Um, I've had a chance to um, listen in on on a couple of your um, interviews that you were featured on. And I would just like, if you don't mind, to share with them what that process is like to get featured for interviews um, either on podcasts or in print, um, online or in physical copies. So I'll let you take it from here. (laughs) (laughs) So some of the things that I have been doing, especially being so new in the author world, is I've been reaching out to people and just being my authentic self and, you know, pitching to them, hey, I'm an author. I wrote this book. Some of my topics I could talk about are inclusion and diversity, being uniquely you, um, being who, uh, who you want to be versus what they want you to be. And I talk about other things that I'm passionate about. And I said, if you're interested, please reach out to me or let that up some time to do like a virtual meet me and greet or um, coffee chat. And that has really worked for me. And I've just really been putting myself out there and being unapologetically me and just seeing, you know, what bite. And another thing that I try to do is every now and then I'll go on Facebook and do a live and, you know, talk about a topic that's near and dear to my heart. So people could, you know, really get to know, okay, who's Genesis Amaris Kemp and like, what does she stand for? And I think whenever you're present in front of people and people could get to see you, you know, in your natural, in your natural um, aspect, they're going to be drawn to you. Yeah, that is true too. Because I know a lot of times I get people who um, are uncomfortable going live or are just not, they feel like they're not technically savvy to, to go and start a story. And um, can you walk someone through that process to just put fears aside and the, and the simplicity of actually going live? Sure. So whenever you go live, just imagine if you were somewhere exotic or imagine you being in your favorite place, whether it's, you know, a favorite vacation spot or whether it's somewhere that, you know, calms you and brings you down to that soothing, that soothing place. And you just have, you know, peace, like peace that, you know, surpasses all, all things. And you just feel at one with yourself. So if you could picture that, then it will take away the fears of maybe speaking in front of people or the fears of, okay, what are people going to say about me? Are they going to receive my message and have fun with it? You know, smile, laugh, and that energy is going to radiate with you as you go live. Mm, That is true. So I'm just starting out. I'm going to put your tidbits in place so that I can go live and start my story next week. Should I do a virtual background or should I not? Say a virtual background. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Just to be safe, right? (laughs) Yeah. Or, or whatever you're feeling at the moment, you know? Is it something that um, you would say would be easy for a first timer to do to set up the virtual background? If they know a little bit about uh, technology like Zoom, Zoom makes it very easy because there's an option at the bottom of your screen like where you could set up a virtual background. And I think that's easy peasy. But if you're not, you know, too familiar with it and you don't want to bring on any extra stress, then just do, you know, a regular background, like just 
find a place wherever you're recording and make sure the wall is blank, free from distractions or free from anything that may be biased and then just go for it. You have nothing to lose because sometimes I feel like when we are the scaredest is when we're actually producing some of our greatest works because we're always going to be ourselves biggest critic. Mm, that is true. We definitely are. <laughs> so before I wrap up with you and let you go, um, can you let everyone know what is next for you and where can they find more information about you and your book? Oh, cool. So I um, am on Facebook as Genesis. That's G-E-N-E-S-I-S. Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S. Last name Kemp, K-E-M-P. I have a book page on there as well. It's under Chocolate Drop in Corporate America. I am available via email, which is Genesis Amaris Kemp at gmail.com. My book is available for purchase on the Amazon platform. So I have a paperback copy, which is $13. So very inexpensive. So it's almost like the price that you would pay for two coffees at Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts, whatever your choice is, or a fast food meal. <laughs> and I have a Kindle version available as well for $2.99. And if you're, if you really want a personal touch to your book, then you could always reach out to me and buy the book from me wholesale for the same price. And I can, you know, write a personalized message in your book for you that so you can be like, yeah, Genesis signed my book. And, you know, I always try to like personalize every book that I sign because I want someone to have something tangible and something that's, you know, meaningful that speaks to them. And you never know, like the message I write to you may be the message that you needed to read and hear at the time. Exactly. That's beautiful. And what does 2021 have for you in terms of being an author? I definitely want to travel with the book, like do some book signing once this whole COVID subsides and the numbers <laughs> go down. I definitely want to hook up with some people so I could turn my book into maybe a motion film because I definitely know that some people aren't readers and they prefer to watch watch a movie first then read the book um so that's something that I'm shooting for and then to all you people out there I just want to let you know the book is a quick read it's only 102 pages <laughs> yeah, 100 it is very quick and packed full of so much great information um if you know someone in the corporate world please please share Genesis information um for all of her social media tags as well as where they can find the book it will serve them very well I'm sure so Genesis, I want to thank you again for sharing space with me this evening. Um, it has been amazing to learn so much about how to navigate being in the corporate world, um, especially for me, um, you know, personally being a woman and a woman of color. So thank you so much for sharing space and discussing your book with us today. Pleasure, April. And thank you so much for allowing me to be on your platform.